0: Amen. Now, today is Easter Sunday. It's a day usually where, where the churches are filled. People who don't even come to church show up, and, but no one's here in the pews. You know, just our worship team that you just saw up here, they're sitting in the pews, and that's it. But that doesn't mean that the Word of God will not go forth. The Word of God cannot be stopped. Even if there was nobody here, the stones would cry out. And praise our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of, of stories in communist places where the church has been told they cannot meet. And, and they, just, they just can't meet. And they still meet. Because the Holy Spirit talks to individual people and tells them where to meet. Nothing will stop the movement of God. Nothing will stop the movement of God. And I want all of you who are listening to just be... Just be filled with the all of our presence of our Savior because He is with us. He has risen and the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. And that is huge, church. The tomb is empty. And I want to talk today about some guarantees that we have because Jesus has resurrected. Because He has resurrected, we have some guarantees. Three that I'm going to talk about in particular. Romans 5.8 tells us that but God demonstrated His own Love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So Christ died for us, and just on, a couple days ago, we celebrated Good Friday, and that was the death of Jesus. But without the resurrection, the death of Christ would mean nothing for us today. But because He rose from the dead, it means everything. Because Jesus Christ rose and conquered sin and death and everything, everything, we have hope we have hope in Christ Jesus now we know that now we know that he resurrected now but the first resurrection sunday over 2000 years ago no one stood at the grave waiting for Jesus to walk out of the grave they they didn't you know as a matter of fact that most of the disciples were running and hiding and fearing for their own lives they were scared thinking that something was going to happen but something did happen and there was some very brave woman some women that, that came and, and went to the to the gravesite. They went to the tomb where Jesus was laying and they went there to to bring maybe you know, to bring like flowers to the grave. They went to just go, you know, just pay their respects. But you know what? What they went to find, what they came to look for was not there. Because Jesus was not there. He had resurrected. Christ died for our sins according to scriptures, and he was buried, and he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures as well. Because we serve the one and only true risen Lord. Praise Jesus. Today we're going to be looking in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 23. And we're going to talk about three guarantees. And the first guarantee that we have because of the resurrection is that Jesus Christ is our Savior. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 7 of 1 Corinthians 15. And if you have your scriptures, if you could turn to it. And if you have it on, I think we put it on our screen and you can read it there. And the Word of God says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, and if you hold firmly to the Word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. And verse 6 says, After that He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And then He appeared to James and then to all the apostles. And last of all, He appeared to me also as one to who was abnormally born. The resurrection declares... That Jesus is God. The the resurrection declares his deity. Romans 1, 4 says, And who through the spirit of holiness was appointed, the Son of God, in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. So the resurrection is significant. The the resurrection is what, what we all, if it wasn't for the resurrection, we wouldn't have Christianity. But we do have the resurrection. And Jesus Christ died on the cross, went to, to, the, to be buried, and then He rose from the dead. And because of that, we will live in glory with Him. So, you know, one of the things that our, our worship leader mentioned this morning was, of all those people that have lived and died, and none of them were able to do what Jesus did. People that were conquerors have been conquered by death. All the kings that have ruled have been ruled by death. The philosophers have that have been out there throughout the ages, have died just like the fools that, that have died also. Even religious leaders, they're all in their graves, all have died. The Word of God tells us in Hebrew, chapter 9, verse 27, it says, and just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment. Everybody is going to have to face that. Everybody is going to die, but no one no one has been able to resurrect except Jesus. Samson, if you've read your scriptures and you read how how strong Samson was, how he pretty much single-handedly was taking on the Philistine armies, he was not strong enough to resist death. Solomon, very wise, one of the wisest men that have ever lived, he was not wise enough to escape death. Methuselah, who was a son of Enoch, he lived 969 years, you can read about that in the book of Genesis. He was the longest lifespan we've seen in the Bible, but you know what? He also died. Only Jesus has conquered death. Only Jesus has conquered death. Only Jesus has conquered death. Praise God. This was a sign of of his deity. He gave us signs that he was God. He said he would destroy this temple and he would raise it up. If you have your scriptures and turn with me to John chapter 2. Verses 18 through 22, the word of God says, Then the Jews demanded of him, they asked, What miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all of this? Now Jesus answered them, he says, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it up again in three days. Now Jesus replied, it has taken, the Jews replied, I'm sorry, it has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it up in three days? Verse 21 says, But the temple He had spoken of was His body. And after He was raised from the dead, His disciples recalled what He said. And then they believed the Scriptures and the words that Jesus had spoken. Only Jesus had the power to lay down His life and take it up again. Only Jesus had the power to lay down His life. And then He Himself took it up again. John 10 Verse 17 and 18 tells us about that. The reason my Father loves me, this is Jesus speaking, is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord, and I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from the Father. Now because of the resurrection of Jesus, Because of that, you can rest assured that Jesus Christ is your God, that Jesus Christ is God. And if you allow Him, if you allow Him, it is 100% guaranteed that He will be your Savior. 100% guaranteed. Now the second guarantee is of our salvation. We are guaranteed salvation. Verses 17 and 20 of 1 Corinthians 15 says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins, and then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been risen from the, from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So here Paul explains in scriptures, what if, what if Jesus did not resurrect from the dead? Then we would still be in our sins if he did not resurrect from the dead. We would not be forgiven. We would be eternally guilty. Eternally guilty. The dead would be perished. Every terminal illness would be eternally terminal. No joy. There would be no joy. There would be nothing to live for because there would be no hope. You know, there is a huge difference between how a believer and a non-believer come to terms with With life and death. Those who are children of God are full of joy and full of hope when it comes to the end of their life, when it comes to the possibility of them dying and breathing their last breath. They are usually full of joy and excitement to cross over and be with the Lord. But those who do not know God are filled with terror. And even though some people pretend that they have peace and everything's good, it is not good. Because when you go without hope, There is nothing but terror because hope we only have in Christ Jesus. And that is only made available to us because of the resurrection. So is Jesus Christ risen from the dead? Yes, He is. He is risen indeed. And because He is risen indeed, all those negative things that I talked about are now positives because now we are not a slave to sin. If you have given yourself to serve God, you are now no longer a slave to sin. You are now forgiven and eternally pardoned, eternally forgiven. The dead that have perished now will never be separated from God. You and me who have opened our hearts to the Lord and said we're going to serve God will never be separated from the love of the Father. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing that you're going through in this... Right now, everybody's going through a lot. A lot, a lot of different things. I know in my household the kids are going crazy. They can't go outside. It's just it's kind of nuts. And I know people are, are just having a hard time all over the place. But nothing can separate us from the love of God. No distress, no problems. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Praise Jesus. We are guaranteed to have eternal life in perfect harmony with our Lord. That's what we have to look forward to because of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, we have everything to look forward to, to be in perfect harmony with our God. And the third guarantee that we have is that we will have a similar resurrection to that which Jesus had. Read with me in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 and 23. It says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And for since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ, the first fruits, and then when He comes, those who belong to Him also. So Christ... His body was resurrected. There was a resurrection of the body of Christ and we will all also have a resurrected body. we were not going to be like a ghost when that happens or an apparition just kind of floating around. No, we will have bodies because we, have, we will be resurrected like our, our Lord Jesus. But everything goes through Christ first. Christ gets all the glory. All the glory goes to the Lord and then we will rise with Him. We will rise with Him when the Lord returns. Right now in this day and age, With all the things going on, everything is pointing towards the return of our God. Everything is pointing towards the return of our God. And I want to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. One day that will happen. When? I don't know. But one day that will happen. And the Word of God says, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or who grieve or, or to grieve like the rest of the men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, so that we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. Now according to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are still, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet of God and the, dead will, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Now, when we say things like this, and we say things like this to people who don't believe in God, and say, "Look, you know, you guys are talking fantasy. You're going to be caught up in in the sky, and they mock. But you know what? Jesus Christ came to this world, and He died on the cross, and He was buried, and then He was resurrected. And the next thing that happens, is going to happen, is going to be that He comes for His church. He comes for His people. He comes for those who are his people, for those who say I'm going to serve God and who are serving him. That's going to happen. It's guaranteed that's going to happen. And you don't have to believe it, but it is going to happen. The Lord will come for his people. So we need to encourage each other and lift each other up. And not, and not condemn each other, and not, and not tell everybody everything that's wrong, but lift each other up in hope, and in love, and in the power of God that He has given us. Today is Easter Sunday, and we celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But it isn't a celebration like a memorial service. It's not like that at all, because we celebrate the empty tomb. The tomb is empty, meaning that our God is alive and victorious. And because God has overcame death itself, we, if we are in Him, are a people that we are filled with hope. We are also filled with hope because we will spend eternity in close communication and communion with our Lord Jesus Christ. So understand that we have nothing to worry about and we have these guarantees. Everybody likes a guarantee, and we have that guarantee in Christ Jesus. It's it's a done deal, He is our Savior. We have salvation, and we will be resurrected just like our Lord Jesus was. Now, that we know that Christ is risen, and we believe Christ is risen. How does that affect our life today? What does that do to our life today? How do we, how, what, what does that mean to us today? You know, I was watching a show the other day. Uh, me and my wife like to watch the show Survivor, and um, if you've watched it, you see that um, they're just people out there on the island trying to compete to be the last one left. And um, one of the guys was, you know, they go to this tribal council and one of them gets voted out, but they have a, a chance to not be voted out if they, if they find what's called an immunity idol. And so one of the guys in this show on the podium where, where, where they go vote, there was like a little emblem there. And he, he was certain that that little emblem was a idol. So when he, they went to this council and they were about to vote him out because he was the one that everybody was choosing to pick out. He began to speak boldly. He began to accuse people. He began to say things he wouldn't have said. And then he stood up and he went to go grab that idol and, and it wasn't an idol and he got voted out. But the thing that it made me think about was we have Christ. We are covered by the blood of the Lamb. So we know that no matter what happens, we are covered by the Lord. So we should also be speaking boldly, understanding that we can speak, we can be aggressive, we can share it with people, who, the, who our God is, who, how God loves, and not worry about how people are going to react, and because we know that God is in control. Because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are covered by the blood of Jesus, and we'll be with God for eternity. So now, while we're still here, we need to do things. We need to work. We need to, we need to serve the Lord. We need to help people understand who God is. We need to present God the best way. And the best way to do that is to present ourselves as a living and holy sacrifice unto the Lord. To be able to live our lives in a way that is pleasing to God. In public and in secret. So, The early believers, I said earlier that they kind of scattered once the resurrection, once he died on the cross. But when Jesus resurrected and he appeared to them and showed himself to them, they had a new boldness about them. They kind of gathered themselves and then they realized that everything that Jesus said was true. That everything about God is what he said. And they began to spread the word of God with boldness. They began to speak the word of God To everybody, not worrying about what would happen. Some of them even had to face death. And they did that because they know that there is victory even over death. Because no matter what happens, we will be in the presence of God. So what does it mean today to be able to speak boldly? It means that we need to stand firm. Today, in this day and age, in the year 2020, we need to stand firm on the Word of God, on the truth of the Word of God. That means when sin is around and everybody's talking about sin, we can't just go along with it like it's no big deal. We need to stand firm and call sin what it is and say we are people of God and and this is what the Bible says. And always do it with love, but we need to stand firm on the word of God. We have hope. And when I say we have hope, I mean we have Jesus. It is Jesus that is our hope and we have a hope that does not disappoint We have Jesus and he will never, never leave you nor forsake you. We'll always be there with you. Being bold today means that we share the truth about God's love. We have to find a way to share the truth about God's love. About God's love through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Without worrying how somebody might look at us or think about us or react to what we're saying. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. I love that song that we sang earlier, There is power in the name of Jesus. I've had that song stuck in my head like for two weeks now, running around the house just singing it. There is power in the name of Jesus. I make my kids sing it. And then I, we, we tell, why? Why is there power? It, it's to break every chain, to break everything, to break every hindrance that, that stops us from getting closer to God. There is power in the name of Jesus. We have hope in Jesus, but yet there are people who are living without hope. There are people who are struggling out there and they don't have hope. And it does not have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. And Today as we celebrate the resurrection, if you have received Christ as your Savior, I hope that you're strengthened this morning, that you grow a little bit closer in your faith and, and, and you live in that hope of eternal life always looking beyond. We've seen in, in, in the world lately how quick things can change. But one thing that never changes is our God. And no, no matter what happens, we have our God. It's that simple. The world can throw whatever they want at us. We have Jesus. And there's nothing they can do to stop us from serving God. There is nothing that this world can do to stop the church. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Praise Jesus. Maybe you just hear us today. Maybe you're, you know, usually on Sunday mornings on, on Easter you have people that are here that normally aren't here. But maybe you're online somewhere and you're normally not online, but you are today and you're listening to the scriptures. And and you know, I want to give you that opportunity to open your heart to Jesus. I want to give you that chance to say yes to God. And if you say yes to God, all you have to do is say, God, I need you. And he, will, and he will just be there with you. He will, he will just come into your heart, and He will give you that love that He gives, and through the power of the resurrection, you can be united with Him in that, if you just open your heart to the Lord. I want to give you that opportunity today. Trusting Jesus more than just knowing who He is. Trusting Jesus, believing a belief that relies on Him for our eternal life. When we trust in God, we are trusting in his word, we are believing in his word and trusting him for eternal life and the power, the resurrection power to live our lives. We need the power of God in our lives. And all, those of you who have served God for a while, if you can ever remember a time where you've just kind of served the Lord but without any kind of uh, presence of God or unction and you just kind of went through the motions, you, that, that's, that's kind of silly to do that. We can't serve God without the power of God. And the Lord gives us the power of God at free. free. Here you go. Take it. It's yours. You can serve God. You can be empowered by the Holy Spirit. You can be doing things that you never thought you'd be able to do. You can love when all you used to do was hate. You can understand and you can have wisdom when all you used to do was foolish things. You can be doing things in the mighty power of God. All you have to do is allow God to work in your life. All we have to do is live in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrected power. Now today we celebrate the empty tomb. Jesus Christ has risen and he has risen indeed. So what do we do as Christians? As we close this message up, what do we do as Christians? I tell you what we need to do. It is time to show the world who Jesus is. It is time to show the world who we are in Jesus. It is time to show the world that there is power In the name of Jesus. And that every chain, every hindrance, everything that entangles you in sin can be broken and destroyed and crumbled to dust and and made into nothing by the mighty power of God. So I invite you, believers, to continue on with your faith wherever you are, wherever you see yourself, to continue to serve God, to never lose hope, Never lose hope. Everything passes. This season we're in is going to pass. And then we'll be in something else. But we will always stick together. We will always serve God. Because nothing can stop the people of God. Because God is victorious. So pray with me as we dismiss this, this morning. And I want you all to understand that we love you. All all the people that I can't see here, you know, love you dearly. And those who are, you know, on the internet, you know, friends of mine and friends of the church, we love you, and we just, even those we don't know, we love you because we're connected through Jesus Christ. So we wish you a happy Resurrection Day, and may all the glory go to God. Now pray with me this morning. Father, we just praise you and glorify your holy name. And I pray, Father God, as we celebrate Easter around the world today, from homes and from churches that have no congregants. I pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit move about in such a way, Father, that you will be glorified even more so than normally you would, Lord. We pray, Father God, that in this time of of strangeness and darkness, Father, that your light will shine even more. I pray, Father, that you give each and every one of of us strength and wisdom to carry on in a way, Father, that is worthy of your calling on our lives. And Father, if there are people out there who have never bowed down and, and opened their heart to you and surrendered Lord, to you as God and you as their Lord and Savior, I pray, Father God, that you make yourself known to them. I pray, Father God, that you work miracles, signs and wonders for your people, Lord. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that more than ever now, people can see that you are the one and only true God, that they can see that you, yes, went to the cross, and yes, you were buried but absolutely, yes, you were resurrected. You resurrected, and you are in glory. You are in control. You are victorious, Lord, and in you we can have that too. So, Father, I pray for your people, and I ask, Father, that your Holy Spirit be upon your people, Lord Jesus, and that we may rise up and show this world who you are, and and, and may we do that, Lord, by expressing your love, your tremendous love for your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we want to thank you all for joining us this morning. And, you know, we've, we've, been, having, we've been having technical difficulties. And hopefully, um, if, if this on Facebook has been cutting out, you can watch it on our podcast. And, um, you know, on our website. And I think on YouTube as well. So please watch us out there. And um, let's praise God together. In Jesus' name. God bless you all.